Okay, everyone, hello. Welcome to another episode of Hi. the uh, Mental Debriefing Podcast. Oh, sorry. You were in that <laughs> I always mess it up. It's okay. Oh. Right. Okay, we're here with um, my co-host, Leslie. And uh, it's been a few weeks since uh, we last recorded, so how are things on your end? Things are really good. And we're meeting Saturday morning, which is unusual for us. What do you think about meeting at this time? Um, usually, <laughs> well, well, the traffic's better for you, so yeah, um, that's a plus, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not coming from Ontario anymore, so I asked Peter if we can postpone it until today because there's less traffic on the weekends. But it's really nice driving over here and seeing the mountains and the snow. And it was really clear because it recently rained. That's really beautiful. But what about you, Peter? Time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay, um, continuing on here. Um... So you you uh, had a you posted something on your Instagram regarding oh <laughs> some sort of last class or something. Yeah, it was my last graduate class. I had to take one more class a semester, nutrition epidemiology, and it was my last class with my really good friend Melissa, um, which is bittersweet. We were both really excited that it was our last graduate class. No more, you know. We didn't, it was just, it was a nice moment between us. I met her at orientation. It was really funny. I saw her and we made eye contact and we smiled at one another. And Frank was with me during orientation. And it was funny because I felt like Frank was my parent and he was dropping me off like at school for the first time. And I saw like, you know, I met like my, my friend, you know, how did you experience that? Like you meet like your friend and then you like leave your parents and you're like, oh, and you're just like hanging out anyways. We just had an instant connection, uh, her and I, and we've just been together like every ever since. We've taken pretty much all the same classes, um, so I wanted to capture that moment, and I'm really thankful that I had a really great teacher who taught us a lot about epidemiology and how to critically analyze journal articles. She has worked with NIH. She's published different, um, like I think maybe like 100 different journals journal articles. So she taught us how to um, make sure like when we're reading a journal article to look at the data and not just look at what the authors are saying about the data, making sure that the results match the data and how to interpret the data, how to interpret risk, ratio, risk ratios, what they mean, um, and confidence intervals and all of that stuff. So it was really, really helpful. So how many classes do you have with her? Is this like it was just the one coordinator? No, I just had this one class with this specific teacher. I wish I had more classes with her. Um, I think she's new to Cal State LA. Um, and I was contemplating whether or not to take another class with her, but I would have to like petition to take it just I would have to, because I'm already done with all my graduate classes, but I really enjoyed having her as a teacher because she really knows her stuff, and she explains it in a very clear and concise manner. Um, but yeah, 
So I'm excited just to be done with my classes. Now I can just concentrate on my rotations. I have two more rotations, and then I have to do a comp exam, which is kind of like a thesis, but not really. Um, it's a 25-page research paper, so you have to complete that before you graduate. So I'm trying to think of a topic that I want to research. Oh, that's, you have to think about your own topic. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah, you give, like, you let your counselor know this is what I'm interested in, and they develop a research question for you based off the topic that you decided on. I was waiting because I was hoping that after my clinical rotation that something would inspire me. I would see something. I'm like, oh, I really want to research that further. Not that it wasn't interesting, but I don't really know what I really want. I feel like I've <laughs> exhausted, because we had to do so many different research papers throughout graduate school, so I feel like I've researched the topics that I've been really interested in. I'm thinking maybe the microbiome, because that's interesting, So, but I'm not certain yet. Yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting that you're, you have to think of your own topic. Um, yeah, all of my, most of my research um, has been around diabetes, since that's the population I'm interested in working with, but I feel like I, I kind of already exhausted that topic, and I want to do something different. Hmm, interesting. How about uh, alternative foods and crickets? <laughs> crickets, like alternative uh, protein? Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know if I can write 25 pages on <laughs> on a protein made out of crickets, so. Well, as the as the story goes, uh, a long time ago, this is what uh, Kevin O'Leary says on Shark Tank, um, and it's a known story that they used to feed lobster to uh, prisoners because they were the uh, cockroaches of the sea, mm -hmm. and it took a whole generation for uh, high Boston society to accept lobster as a delicacy. So someday we'll be all feasting in, on crickets and the <laughs> cricket flower. So it's a possibility. I'm, I'm not talking about your research paper, but just in general that yeah. perhaps someday. Um, I, I hear in other countries or in Australia or whatever, um, it's gaining popularity, so... Who knows? Also on Shark Tank, there was another guy that was, um, he, he made like granola bars kind of that were yeah. also made out of crickets. It's the cricket, they grind the crickets up into like, and then they make a flower out of it and mm -hmm. then they uh, make the bar. Yeah. I, yeah, and it's, is it, and well, I guess it's not that new, but it's becoming popular. Hmm. Maybe. I'll look into it. Yeah, in Cambodia, they eat bugs, too, so. <laughs> That's not a judgment, but uh, because yeah. during the, they didn't used to, but um, during the 1970s, because they had a uh, communist dictator, and they had a civil war there, mm -hmm. and it forced everyone into the, uh, the communists forced everyone into the countryside, and then they didn't have any food. And then some of these were like city folk, obviously, because they lived in Phnom Penh, but then they, 
the uh, the communists just sent everyone to the farms to the to the uh, to the rural, and then they didn't know how to survive because they're city folk, and then um, there was no food, so they started to eat bugs. And then now that the country's more prosperous, they still have a uh, bug eating habit from the nineteen seventies. Interesting. So, FYI. Any, You're a really good storyteller, Peter. I'm a good storyteller. I'm a horrible storyteller. <laughs> no, you are. You remember all of these facts randomly. It's well, the the many dates I've been on it helps um, because I I think I when you're single you have a quote unquote interesting life or I try to make myself interesting mm-hmm. and as a result there's a lot of stories to tell so I try to uh, expound on that also plug for Toastmasters if you want to get good at your public speaking much better than I do and better storyteller please join the Toastmasters club near you uh, it helps <laughs> I remember when I joined Toastmasters at State Farm yeah I, I hear that the uh, they shut the Irvine club down and then um, so then for the uh for the next five years, because in Rancho, they're like, oh yeah, our office is closing, so mm-hmm. we're just not going to bother anymore, and <laughs> and then um, it had to have me leaving State Farm before I joined another outside club, yeah. which is, uh, I uh, every, every other Monday, I go to IHOP, and I hang out with the elderly ladies, and... <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Backtrack. Every Monday, you go to IHOP. Every other Monday, there's... Well, well, there's the Toastmasters meeting is um, at said IHOP. Um, (laughs) Why not Marie Callender's? I wish, but... uh, (laughs) I... Yeah, I'm I'm a big Marie Callender's fan. Oh, they're going to get mad if they hear this podcast that you're going to IHOP. But, uh, <laughs> they're going to take away your discount. Also, Marie Callender's, uh, well, back to the, uh, yeah, this, so there's a Toastmasters club there. Um, I, you know, I went to the Toastmasters website because I need to improve on my public speaking. It's something that, um, I think everyone a, needs to improve. Yeah, I need to improve on my public speaking skills for sure. There's always room to improve. So I went to the website, looked up the nearest clubs, and then, that one was the only one that was near that met Mondays, because there was another one that was like actually in a retirement home, <laughs> and but then this one wasn't, but uh, so I went. But then the club is uh, there's a lot of old ladies. You know the the president was uh, she she was like in her late forties, early fifties, so she wasn't that old. But um, uh-huh. she she's a nurse from South Africa. But then. Um, then she got busy, so now she sometimes comes, sometimes not out. It's just the, uh, all the elderly folk and myself. So what does a meeting consist of? Like, walk us through a meeting. You guys get there, do you have breakfast first, or do you guys start doing your uh, well, no, 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 it's, it's, it's at 6.45 p.m., so, um... Okay. It's, it's similar to, uh, what, what you've been through before, basically, um... Except there's a restaurant element to it, so there's a separate room like Denny's and IHOP and Marie Callender's. They all have these separate rooms for these types of meetings, Kiwanis clubs, uh, Rotary clubs, that kind of stuff. So 
Um, you order food, then they start the meeting, then they bring food out, <laughs> whatever you order, and then you, uh, the, but then the meeting continues, continues on, uh-huh. so you're trying to eat while, while <laughs> the meeting goes it. on, and then, and to pay attention to people's speeches, and then you also have, um, because the Toastmasters clubs, everyone has some, some things to do, so you can be a timer, time the speeches or you can evaluate the speech or you can give a speech and then there's table topics and all that so where it's uh oh yeah talk about uh, fire engines for for five minutes or or some crazy or for two minutes and then so it, it helps keep you on your feet mm-hmm. regarding um, speaking and then the restaurant element's kind of weird because you're trying to eat your food I don't, I don't like to talk a lot when I eat, but then, you're, so that helps, uh, I mean, it does, I mean, it helps develop my skills in trying to make conversation when I, when I eat, but it's kind of weird, hmm. but it, it helps, and I have to give another speech on, um, on, uh, on this coming Monday, a speech that I have to research. It's a do research speech, so I don't know what I'm going to talk about yet either. Talk about pea protein or the uh, what were we just talking? Not pea protein, sorry. Um, cricket. The cricket. That's a possibility. Um, I'll look into it. Um, also, um, the Marie calendars in Claremont has shut down. Oh, so really why? Now. Not the. I have to roll out the Ontario memory calendars, so it's a it's a generational thing. Um, the young folk they don't appreciate pies as much as I do, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a generational thing. Now it's, uh, it's all about the Chipotle's, and well, Chipotle's getting old fashioned too. Um, really? I, I I don't quite know. Well. You know how, like, um, you know, before all their health incidents, all their health scares, there mm-hmm. was, like, line, <laughs> lines out the door for, like, every single Chipotle, remember that? Mm-hmm. And then uh, now it's slowed down significantly. You know where there's still always lines? And I'm always shocked? Panda Express. People love Panda Express. Every time I go by there, the line is always near the door and I'm I'm surprised. Do you like Panda Express? I don't oppose Panda Express. I'm not a. Uh, I, I I've talked about this topic a bit, uh, not on this podcast, but before. Where um, there's uh, previously I've been a Yelp believe and all that, which um, even a what? On Yelp, the people that review a lot, oh, they yes, get yes, they get yes. elite status. Um, also. <laughs> what? Also, Carla Esparza. You were a Yelp elite because you elite had so years. many comments. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I had a lot of reviews um, for two years. But um, do you get something special for for being a Yelp elite? Yeah, you, you get invited to all these um, cool. Um, they're kind of like tastings, and uh, mm-hmm. they like. They have like a master chef prepare some stuff for you. It's kind of cool. It's really cool. <laughs> like, like South Coast Plaza, there's that fancy restaurant. Um, I don't know, it's Continental Grill. 
I've never been there. Um, really, really fancy, and then so so when you're a Yelp elite, you get invited there, and then they have like all these nice. Do they know that you're stuff. a Yelp elite? No, it's like a Yelp elite event. Oh wow! So, so you guys get like the best service because they know they're you guys are gonna rate them. Yeah, because it's like a party. Uh huh. And then, and then they promote it, and then, um, and then afterwards they give you like a like forty dollar gift certificate. It's really awesome. What? Um, At this point, okay, when you became a Yelp elite, how many uh, reviews had you had you done? Well, this was back in two thousand ten, so. Um, my, my 120 reviews was like a big deal back then. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, and then, cause back in like 2007, 2000, 2000, yeah, 2006, 2007, when Yelp was just starting, uh-huh. I was like the only one reviewing crap in Riverside. <laughs> no one gave an F about it. And then, and then the, the Yelp OC, um, leader person, <laughs> She was like, "Wow, who's this guy that that, that reviews stuff in Riverside?" So, so eventually, because because of that, and then I uh, stepped up my game later on. I had no idea. The and then, uh, and then I became a. I a liked one of your reviews about Coffee Bean. I remember you said that they didn't have enough napkins, and I would well, give you that. Oh yeah, that was that was very annoying. <laughs> Speaking of Yelp elites, um, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Carla Esparza um, is a five-year Yelp elite person, and then and then I regret not maintaining my Yelp status, uh-huh. elite status, or else I would have met her at an event. <laughs> I'm really disappointed in myself, but uh, yeah. Okay, we went off on a tangent there. <laughs> but um, anyways, we were talking about uh, Toastmasters, so make sure to uh, to. If you want to improve your speech, that's a good way to go. Um, and then, so uh, last week, I had um, the reason we didn't record. I was out of town. I ran a half marathon in uh, in Laughlin, Nevada. <laughs> Laughlin is in Clark County, which is the uh, same county as Las Vegas, but it's right on the river. I've uh, I've gone to Laughlin a lot this year. Because um, I've actually seen the Colorado River more than I've seen the Pacific Ocean this year, and uh, yeah, it's it's a really fun race. Um, you start the morning off in the high school gym, and then um, you run on a rubber track at the at the sc- high school, and then <laughs> and then there's some desert running, and then of course I have to use the bathroom, so. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a tradition, well, it didn't used to be, I used to just hold it in the whole time, um, but then, but then now I, uh, <laughs> I relieve myself, <laughs> but, uh, oh my god, that's TMI, but, um, this one, it actually has, like, good rest, restroom facilities, because you start in a freaking high school, so there's, like, locker rooms and stuff. And that's a big deal for, mm. for runners. Like, at the start line, there should be a lot of restrooms. I prefer the non... I, I just go to races where there's non-portable restrooms oh. at the beginning, because I don't like to deal with that. Okay. And then, um, yeah, and then you run on the... There's a Davis Dam there, and then you run on the dam, you cross the state line in the Arizona, you come back, and then you uh, finish in front of the casinos, so... 
it was a fun race. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting area. A lot of retirees out there. So yeah, fun times. Nice. What day was this? This was on a Saturday. Um, yeah, the race was a Saturday morning. So. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's good times. The the hotels um, the hotels are more beat up in Laughlin than they are in uh, in Las Vegas. I I stay at the Colorado Bell, which is the cheapest one of the cheaper ones. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was a kid, that's where we stayed. So I like. How the, much is a room at the Colorado Bell? It's crazy, crazy cheap. So okay. weekday, it's like it's like thirty bucks, including all taxes and and uh, fees. Oh wow! Per night, so it's it's crazy, crazy, crazy cheap. Um, week week weekends are slightly higher than weeknights, obviously, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, some they bring a lot of like country stars in and. Uh, there's the concerts like uh, your boy was there previously. What's his name? Chris Stapleton. Yes, and then I looked up tickets. It was like three hundred bucks. <laughs> oh my goodness! So it's like <laughs> the rooms are super cheap, but then the uh, the uh, concert is not. So, anyways. Okay. And have you gone on any dates? Um. Yeah, I've I've gone on some dates um okay <laughs> how'd it go yeah so I, I went on a date on thursday um i i've been messaging these uh two separate women mm-hmm. online and i was like enough i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do like keep messaging like five women or whatever so okay um, so two so just it. two and mm-hmm. then she lives in Reno Valley or whatever, so, so uh, I was like, uh, let's go meet at Victoria Gardens because it's so nice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Thursday was raining like hell. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> so we, uh, you you know my moves there. I go to the fast pro shops, but because it was raining, <laughs> it was uh, hard to access that place. So uh-huh. we. Uh, we were inside the Starbucks at the uh, Macy's. On Thursday? Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and so, okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway. After, after school date, and then, because she's a school? teacher. Oh, okay. So, after school date, and uh-huh. then um, we talked, and we went to another place where they made uh, milkshakes. Okay. And then we had, uh, so we had coffee, and then we had milkshakes, so. That was the date. And? And, yeah, things went, uh... <laughs> Sorry, why do you have a McDonald's application on your phone? Oh, the McDonald's <laughs> app. My dad told me to get it. What? <laughs> what? What do you, why do you need that? There's crazy coupons on there. <laughs> okay, sorry, that was, I, that really caught my eye. Yeah, Leslie looked at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that um, there's an app, there's a McDonald's app. Okay. And, Sorry. Um, shout out to McDonald's. Um, if you guys are customers of McDonald's, I highly recommend that you do download the app because they have like crazy coupons on that app that are much better than 
Okay. The store price. But anyways. Sorry, go ahead. Um, so you got milkshakes, and how was the conversation? Yeah, we talked, and yeah, I told some stories, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish there was a, you know, I wish it wasn't raining, then we could go to the Bass Pro Shops, and then there was some <laughs> exploration there, but yeah, it was okay for a first date. Okay. You know, these internet dates, the first dates, typically the whole, um, just to make sure you're not a, you know, the, the first date you don't need to go crazy on because it's just to, to make sure that you're a real person and you're not, you're not trying to, um, catfish them or whatever mm-hmm. and you're not a super creep. So you don't really need to do much on this, the first initial. Oh, good advice. Uh, it's like you know day two three then that's where you build and mm-hmm. you you get more so, <laughs> no <laughs> don't do that <laughs> are you gonna go on a second date um to be decided so we'll see okay that's good um oh yeah i should talk about like uh you know because i was like oh yeah i like to go hiking or whatever and then and then um She's like, uh, so we talked about hike hikes, and then the only hike she's been on is like to, there's this, there's this hike by where Marcella lives, uh, Mount Rubido. Uh-huh. It's like really really easy. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 like a hike that Leslie would do like five times. To, to, I don't know about that. I'm actually, I'm thinking of going on a hike after this. <laughs> yeah. So. so so she was like, oh, yeah, that's, those are the type of hikes that she's been on. Because I was like, oh, yeah, I go to the sea in Riverside, which is a much steeper hike uh-huh. that uh, every single UCR student typically goes on. Uh-huh. But um, those are a bit... Uh, so so, so were for, you for judging date... her based off of where she's been hiking? It sounds like you are. Well, well we, we talked about <laughs> camping also because, um, you know, I talked about Mount Whitney and all that. And then... Um, and then you know fun hi- fun camping versus like the not so fun camping which is mm-hmm. Mount Whitney type and she's like oh yeah my my version of fun camping um she takes like an RV oh that's fun and then <laughs> what and then her her roughing it is my idea of fun camping which is actually staying in the tent but then you're in a campground so you know I don't know that wasn't very fun I I know we did it and we endured it. But it was pretty miserable. No, no, if I, I had the option, I would go in an RV or no, camp out in an RV. I'm, I'm, I mean the, that was a miserable experience. The, uh, yeah. The Mount Whitney. I'm talking about. You know, there's like fun camping where you're in a tent, actually. But then uh, you're like in the campground, and then you're just like drinking and then mm-hmm. uh, grilling hot dogs, that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's my idea of fun camping, and then, but hers, she takes it to the next level, and then. And they do the whole RVing thing. And I was like, how's that? <laughs> you have a freaking power generator. <laughs> but um, anyways, so, yeah, it's, uh, I might take her on a hike one of these days, which is, the, the golden rule is you should never take a, take a woman on a hike um, when, because she could beat you on the hike. <laughs> so maybe maybe I'll uh, lay off on that. So we'll see. But um, anyways, uh, this this Saturday today uh-huh. I was supposed to go on another hike. I mean, not another hike, another date with um, this other girl, that uh, lady woman. 
Oh, wait, um, so you've only been on one date. Yes. I thought you went on two. Okay. So, so that's, this would be the second. So the second was supposed to be today. That's why we're recording early. And I forced Leslie to, to wake up earlier. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, I was going to... Uh, we were going to go to... Because she lives in South Orange County. So I was going to uh, meet up in Tustin. Oh, okay. And they have like one of those... Uh, you know those fancy type of food courts that are trending now, like the Packing House in Anaheim? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So they have one of those in Tustin oh. um, by the Whole Foods. So I was like, oh, yeah, we'll go do all that stuff. And But she flaked out um, earlier this morning. She has to work with her mom last minute. Whatever. So, um, <laughs> so we'll see. I, I told her that uh, we can maybe do it later, but then she didn't uh, respond. So we'll see. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I would obviously miss my UFC fights to uh, go on a date, which is fine. But uh, anyways, maybe I'll just need to do another weekday date. But. Anyways, so that's uh, my life. It's been puttering along. How are you, Leslie? I already said <laughs> What about um, the housing market? Um, I saw that you went to a few houses and... But they look really nice, all the houses that you showed. Oh, I mean, those are those are the, the new homes. Um, I, I, I do like to visit the uh, new residences. Here, a, a lot of the here's a trick. Basically, the <clears throat> a lot of realtors they like to. Um, there's 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 something called like a broker commission. Basically, it's. Um, when there's a new house, um, let's say you and Frank want to want to um, go buy a new house, then uh, Frank's sister would um, say, "Don't go looking at new houses without right." So, uh-huh. so that w- that conversation would take place. Then you go to said. Uh, um. Well, well, the, then she takes you to the. The uh, why do you keep doing air quotes? She takes you to the <laughs> takes you guys to this new uh, housing development, and then um, at bef- be- sh- when you guys sign in, you know, when you, you go into their office first before you go tour the models, she signs in with you guys, uh-huh. and then um, after that, um, you know, she, she looks at it with you guys the first time, but then. After all that stuff, you and Frank can go look at the houses um, however many times you want by yourself. And then if you guys buy it, then, you know, you guys buy it from the home builder. Then she still gets her, like, 2% commission or whatever just for uh, showing you guys the first time. Just for signing in. Correct. So, because it's like she brought a customer to you. Could someone just go by themselves, like a you know someone who's looking to buy a house, go in, and then the representatives of the developer sign you in, and then you no. say like, no, it has to be through a realtor. Like, the, you guys can go in. I I mean, you can do whatever you want, obviously, as a human being. But <clears throat> in order for uh, Frank's sister, who's also a realtor, if she wants to. Uh-huh. get compensated the first time she needs to be there 
Okay, but no, I'm just saying, like, let's say, for instance, we didn't have a family member who's a realtor, <clears throat> and we just went to go see homes that were newly developed, Correct. and we wanted, we were interested in buying one. Do we have to go with a realtor, or can we just go by ourselves? You can just go by yourself. Okay, and then if we're interested in buying one, we just con tell the developer, hey, we want to buy one of these houses, and they basically just do a direct sale, to, like, for us? Correct, correct. Oh, okay. So, Would it be cheaper that way? No. No? Basically that... Because uh, you're see, cutting out. See, with, 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 a, with a new house, they there's less negotiation. Basically, they, that's just how it is. Because it's new? Yeah, because um, they have a set price, mm -hmm. and then that's basically the price you pay. So there's, there's much less wiggle room. Um, with, with a new house, it's not like you're, you know, obviously with, uh, when, when you and Frank purchased your home, you know, this, uh, I know it was like a foreclosure and all that, but, um, there's, there's more back How and forth. How do you forth. know it was a foreclosure? I have the record. <laughs> Are you stalker? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're a realtor, you can look up all the, uh, oh. but it's, it's also public information, so, um. A journalist, if uh, if there's some dirt, if let's say Frank's running for for public office, you know, obviously a journalist would look up what are Frank's assets and all that kind of stuff. So. Oh yeah, I recently found that out that people's um, yeah assets you could easily find all of that stuff, like how much someone's worth, their trust fund, anything that they have, not anything but stuff like that that I think was public. Well, bank accounts and all that. It's it's slightly more difficult, but um, obviously with a house, I mean, mm -hmm. the, your title, it's registered through the uh, the county office, so it's all county records. Um, but anyways, um, so basically, so I was asking you if it's cheaper. You said no because it's, not. it's newly developed. There's there's just a fixed rate, but if um. So they, they they don't like actually that um, Karen Ramirez is bringing <laughs> bringing a client. They they don't like paying her, but um, you know sometimes particularly now that the housing market's um, slowing down, mm -hmm. they encourage that because um, you know, they want to sell the house also. So they're willing, just like any other house, to, to give some commission for a realtor to help find a client to buy the house because they need to sell it. The longer it sits there, you know, it's, it's not good for that. Who pays for your commission? Is it part of, like, <clears throat> it's part of the list price, right? Like, I know it's like a certain percentage of the sales. Isn't it like 5% or something? And then the seller and the buyer agents split it down the middle usually, something like that. Well, this... Uh, are we talking about new homes or just homes? Just homes. Okay, well, in a typical situation, um, it's the seller decides. So... Um, and there's sometimes, sometimes it's split three, two, sometimes it's 2.5, 2.5. Um, so the buyer's agent gets 2.5 and then mm -hmm. the seller gets 2.5. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes they're more stingy and then they don't they don't want to involve uh, like a buyer's agent a lot because they want to double end it which is they get commission on both sides so they would offer like the buyer's agent like one percent or something crazy like that Mm -hmm. and then and but then that's hard those sell it's harder for those to sell because then sellers are then other realtors they don't want to bring their clients to go look at those types of houses Mm. so it's like what about redfin are you familiar with redfin yes okay so how does that model work isn't it different than traditional real estate, like how usually houses are bought and sold? Um, it's, it's similar, actually. It's just, um, it, it's more of a, uh, one of these uh, discount realtors, which um, you, you do more, the seller does more of the, uh, more of the legwork and they don't hold open houses as often. There's basically less service, and um, traditionally those houses take a bit longer to sell. But it's a uh, it's it's a basically a brand extension because Redfin they have that really good database mm-hmm. um, that that uh, the public likes to use, and then as an extension they um, they now. <laughs> offer realtor services so it's like any of these discount realtors there's slightly less service so your house may take a bit longer to sell but um it's the the commissions and maybe uh slightly less so is it because they have this large platform with many users so you can market your house to all these different users that's the advantage kind of well, the advantage is it's uh it's more cost efficient. Supposedly, supposedly it's supposed to be cheaper, but um, that because there's uh, less commission total. Because typically there's it's traditionally it's like five percent commission for for a sale, mm-hmm. but with these Redfin models it's like four percent or less, four or three percent or whatever. The and then the traditional realtors they argue that because um, there's less service and there's less open houses, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of that, your actual sales price is less and because, because there's less service. And then because of that, um, your, your net profit is going to be less if you use these discounters. So you think you're saving money because the commission is less, but actually you're losing out in the end. So. Could you be an agent for Redfin and also what you're doing now, or you have no, to do one or the other? You have to do one or the other. Oh, okay. By, by us. Hmm. But anyways. Um, okay. Well, thank you for letting me know. We uh, talked about real estate, so moving on to other topics. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were going to talk about... Um, that ice cream. Oh, so I found this <laughs> this ice cream on Instagram. It was um, a sponsored post that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. I wasn't. Well, no, on Instagram they have like these posts that are on your feed. They're sponsored, but you don't subscribe. Like you're not, you don't follow them. They just, it's kind of like a, it's just um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a ad, advertisement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I sent this ad to Peter to try this new ice cream that has probiotics, but he didn't try it, so we can't talk about it. <laughs> I thought he said that you found it at Target. Yeah, I didn't go buy it yet. But. Oh, okay. So we'll have to save that for the next time. Yeah, I've been getting into chia seeds again and all that, so... Um. Yeah. All I can say is that I tried it last night. I went to Target because I wanted to be prepared, but um, it was actually really good. Their selection, they only had a few flavors, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, and I think that the fact that they have probiotics is an interesting marketing uh, technique because everyone's interested in probiotics, and they're trying to differentiate themselves from other ice cream manufacturers, so I think that that's pretty smart. You're interested in probiotics, not everyone, but uh, yes. I think a lot of people are. That's, you know, a new term that people are, you know, interested in, so. But overall, I like the flavor and the texture of the ice cream. It was very creamy and flavorful, so as a dessert, I enjoyed it. What was the, uh, how's the sugar content in it? Um, I think for the whole pint, it was 45 grams of carbohydrates. I don't, I don't have the nutrition okay. facts label. We'll we can go over that time, yeah, yeah. later. It's still a <coughs> considerable amount for the whole pint. And then two thirds of it, it's, um, I forgot, but I thought it was really good though. Did you have to use the bathroom immediately afterwards? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. That's good to hear. Um... <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I, I want to make some comments before we talk about MMA. I want to oh. go off on some uh, <laughs> go off on some some comments. Um, oh okay. Yeah. Throughout the years, I've been put in positions where I was the planner, and then sometimes uh, I've been privileged to not have to plan. Uh huh. And, uh, yeah, planning sucks because there's a lot of flakes. And, um, so shout out to all the people that, their friend groups that are actual planners, because that takes a lot of freaking work. Um, in college, I was, uh, I had this little group, and then I was the planner, and then they just played video games all day. But, um, so I plan all these crazy events and stuff, but to go out and, um, yeah, they were unappreciative of all that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's tough being a planner. Then, then, uh, in my twenties, my best friend Danny and his girlfriend Scarlett, they were big, big, big planners. They planned like tons and tons of fun events. So, um, that was a good time, but then they moved to Texas and, um, that whole group, they like don't hang out together anymore because... There's a, there was a void because there's the, the planning people were so strong Mm -hmm. that, uh, once that uh, left, it created a vacuum and a void and no one, uh, took the leadership helm and planned stuff. So yeah, shout out to planners and because, uh, people flake all the time. Like, um, I was trying to plan some, uh, certain events earlier um this is unrelated to dating but um i was trying to plan certain events and people just they they just flake out um 
it's it's like their time is more important than your time as a planner. It's like I'm planning this stupid thing. So um, how come I wasn't invited? Oh, and <laughs> oh thanks. But anyways. Um, oh, you're just gonna to not say anything. Yeah. Huh? We're, we're, <laughs> anyways, um, it, it it's hard to be a planner. So uh, I I remember last year I was. Um, yeah, well, how come you don't plan any more hikes? Because it's hell to plan, so I stopped. Anyways. You should plan another one. We haven't been in a group, we haven't done a group hike in over a year. Fiona and I were just talking about that. Well, you, someone should take the leadership helm and, and, and plan that. I've never been a planner like that. I've, in the past, I've been the person who flakes, and I have learned that that's, I don't know, I was younger and I I would say, yes, I'll do that. But then when the time came, I was like, oh, I have all these other things I need to do. But you're absolutely right. That's really rude. And now I definitely make an effort to, if someone goes out of their way to invite me, if I don't have anything going on, then yes, I'll go. Especially if they're, you know, obviously a friend, like, we have a friend, Martha, who loves to plan events, and she recently planned a Christmas party, which was really fun, and I'm glad I went. I was like, oh, the thing is, is like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do all these projects, I have to like prepare for this and that, and then I start to overthink things. I'm like, I'm not going to have enough time, and then I'm like, I'm just not going to go, I'm just not going to go. But then you miss out on these really fun events, like Saturday was really fun, I'm glad I went, even though I knew I had like a ton of other things that I had to do, but it's important. Well, my whole thing is, if if you're not going to show up, just say a week ahead of time, you're not going to freaking show up. And then if, if you're going to flake, yeah, I understand life gets in the way, and then you, you uh-huh. know, there's, there's family, there's business, and, and all that stuff. But sometimes people, they just... They just say yes, and they say no, and then you you realize they're they're actually not doing anything that's quote unquote important. I <laughs> I mean obviously if you're in the bed sick, obviously you know you, you can't show up. But, uh, mm-hmm. It's it, it's hard because a lot of stuff like uh, you know you're planning a party or whatever or planning a dinner, you know you have to tell a certain place. Oh yeah, I need the seating for fifteen or whatever, and then. Mm-hmm. Boom! Like uh, seven people show up, and then the restaurant gets mad. You get mad. It's, it's uh... and then some people have social anxiety. They don't, you know, they want to go and they want to see their friends, but some people struggle with social anxiety, where they're like, oh, you know, am I gonna be judged? Am I gonna have a good time? And then yeah, I I've heard people say that like I what? have social anxiety. Yeah, you never heard of that? Is that you or personal? Or you just heard people? I've heard people say that, that they have social anxiety. I think when I was younger, I also had, like, social anxiety because growing up, I really wasn't, I wasn't allowed to go out. My parents were really strict, so I I just wasn't allowed to go to social events. And so it was hard for me as I got older to go to these social events and I would get nervous, like, oh, what do I say? Um, you know, are people gonna judge me? Blah blah blah. But now, as I've now that I'm older, like I, I don't care about those things. Okay. But I know that people do, 
do struggle with that. Okay. You don't? You've never had any issues like going to social events and getting anxious or being anxious? Uh, related to girls or just going? I always go. I mean, I, I go out way too much. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not a, what they call a homebody, so uh, you know, I like going <laughs> out and, and, um. It's funny because you're social, but like you're a, also not social. It's like an awkward type of social. Yeah. It's like, it's like I go out and then I go stand in the corner. Exactly. So it's it's kind of weird, but, um. I, I mean, that that was a lot of my uh, mid-twenties, you know, you go mm-hmm. out and, and, I mean, the music's too loud, uh, and uh, that that's a big problem that a lot of guys, um, they face, is the music's too freaking loud, and I don't really like club situations, I don't know why I keep putting myself in those types of situations, like, uh... Do you still go to clubs? Um, well... Like dancing clubs? I mean, not salsa though. That's well, different. yeah, salsa is different, but like, uh, I don't go to like club clubs. Any, but salsa is also the same thing. The music's loud, um, but because uh, you know, before Vince was married, we used to go out a lot, and uh, you know, Aww. for, for uh, shout out to Vince for for, uh, <laughs> for getting married. <laughs> you know, to to find women and. Um, there was a lot of weird situations, but, um, you know, I'm comfortable, you know, those, those clubs are just a waste of money, but, um, yeah, it's, when the music's loud, it's just hard for me to communicate, a lot of guys are like that, but, uh, I prefer something where the music's at an appropriate level, mm-hmm. and you can have a conversation with them, so, shout out to all the dive bars. Anyways, let's, uh, so, oh, yeah. so yeah, shout out to all the planners also, because it's, uh, it's tough work. Like, um, I wish I was a planner. I want to start planning more events. Your, your, your gal pal, um, whose name eludes me right now. <laughs> You're a Latina gal pal who lives in Mission Viejo. Oh, Yesenia. Yesenia. Um, she's like, uh. You know, the best way when you plan events is you you set a date and then whoever shows up shows up. That's mm-hmm. the way. And then she's like, uh, let's let's. I stopped planning those hikes because people want to hang out together and then go to a hike. See that that whole thing is if that whole group. Uh-huh. If Vienna shows up, everyone else shows up. So you need a. Sort of chaotic. And then you work on Saturdays, and then now I work on Saturdays, so there's a lot of chaotic things that... Yeah. Because um, there's, there's, there's certain group dyma- da- dynamics. If certain people show up, then other people show up. If certain people don't, then... I, I, I mean, the last hike, it was just me and Eric. We went to Mount San Jacinto, and, you know, Eric couldn't uh, convince his significant other to... Or he didn't try or whatever, but <laughs> to to go on said hike, yeah. but um, it it was fun nonetheless, and uh, I'm glad I got that one out of the way. It was mm-hmm. on my checklist, and I was like, I'm not planning another hike after this. That's not related to my 
to, to, to my birthday or how I like to plan stuff, which is you set a date and then whoever shows up, shows up. Yeah. Because he said he was like, I want this, you know, this group should plan their, what's our next event as a group? And it, then you have to plan like every single person's, um, you know, coordinate everyone else's schedule. And that's way too much freaking work. So that's a headache. Sometimes I feel like last minute plans work out better than when you plan way in advance. Because it's like, hey, I'm going to be here if you want to come. Cool. If not, then that's fine, too. And I don't know. A lot of times those work out. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's uh, briefly touch on MMA here. Yes. So, um, last weekend uh, it was the UFC Adelaide, um, which featured uh, Tai Tui Vasa versus Junior Dos Santos. I didn't watch that fight, did you? Uh, I did, yes. Um, uh, Tai Tuivasa is famous because he drinks alcohol from people's shoes. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So so, uh, he's famous for doing a shoey, which apparently in Australia they they drink alcohol off uh, other people's shoes. What do you think about that? Really, uh... Um, shoes can be, it's, it's probably pretty dirty, but, um, especially if they have, like, foot fungus or whatever, or stuff growing, but, um, yeah, it's kind of gross. I mean, I change my socks every day and all that, and then, um, but I know some people, they, they, uh, they have athlete's foot or whatever, so it's kind of gross. I mean, if you're drinking it out of a shoe that... It's an athlete's foot shoe, then it can, it's, it's gross. <laughs> I agree. And, but uh, Junior Dos Santos prevailed, so we didn't have to watch another shoey, so that's a good thing. And um, this weekend, it's a very big event. It's uh, UFC 231 in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. And there's three fights that are of interest to me. <laughs> um, on the undercard, we have uh, Claudia Gadilia versus Nina Asheroff, I think is her name. Anyways, I've uh, Nina is um, Amanda Nunes's significant other. So, oh, um, that's. Wait, she is? Yes, she's an American, and she's Amanda Nunes's significant other, I think. Yeah. Really? Yes. Because mm. Raquel Pennington and that other girl are also together. But that, those are those two. But Nina and... Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. I have seen her before. Nina and uh, Amanda Nunes. Um, so she's a striker. She's fighting Claudia Gadelia, who is a more of a... Uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner so that wow. should be interesting claudia has a really good record 16 3 and 0 um claudia usually has some troubles she's gotten beat up a lot by by strikers like Johanna. um and then last fight she was fighting um carla esparza obviously and then and then esparza who's also a wrestler not a striker 
significantly outboxed her. So, um, but she's minus three hundred on the on the betting line. So Claudia is a clear favorite here. So we'll see how that goes. Did you bet on any of these? Um, all the favorites. So I'm not gonna. Okay. Make money on them because they're uh, they're favorite to win anyways. Um, all right. Well, I'm only really I'm interested in all the fights, but. We have, I've been uh, following Valentina, Valentina, Joanna, and then the much-anticipated Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. So they were supposed to fight a few months ago, but then Max Holloway, he was hospitalized, and he couldn't fight. So then they had to postpone it, and now it's finally taking pr- place. I don't have... A favorite. I'm, I'm looking forward to both. I think they're both really great fighters. Who, Valentina? Or, or oh, sorry. Max? Um, okay, Max we'll talk Holloway. about the Max fight first. Um, yeah, so uh, Brian Ortega, um, he's he's a guy who wasn't hand, quote-unquote hand-picked like a Paige Van Sant or a, or a um, Sage Northcutt to to go through the ranks um he he came up uh, his success was very organic um he just won a ton of fights and he's from uh you know he's from Wilmington he's from the South Bay he grew up uh in in uh, not not so wealthy conditions he lived in an apartment he's uh, Mexican-American um he looks kind of like Jesus, and he's blue-eyed. He's a blue-eyed Mexican Amer- or green-eyed Mexican American. Um, he likes wearing white T-shirts, and yeah, he has a lot of potential to be a superstar. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a really even matchup. Both of them are twenty-seven. Both of them have a sixty-nine inch reach um max holloway is slightly taller he's only he's two inches taller it's pretty good yeah um both are from rough areas um max holloway is from hawaii yeah he's from that uh he's from waianae which is where the, the the roughest part where where all the uh Anyways, all the, all the drug dealers are. Um, you don't know that. I do because I, I watched I watched the um what's that the uh, the bounty hunter dog the bounty hunter, they always go to that part of Hawaii, where where Max is from. That's where they always go to pick up people. So so, so your so was, your so, opinion about where this guy grew up is based off dog the bounty hunter. Yeah, because that's what I mean. They they don't go to like the nice part, obviously. <laughs> They, they go to that part, like, every episode. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then, so they're both from kind of rough um, rough backgrounds. What does that say about them? You keep mentioning that they're both from rough backgrounds. Why is that important? Well, because um, there's, there's a certain... I know it applies more to boxing, but when, when you're in a uh, rough environment you you would consider um, getting punched in the face professionally as a as a 
stepping stone to a better life. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly like boxing, it's it's a very um, not a lot of boxers come from wealthy families, and a lot of the sons of boxers, they uh, their dad obviously doesn't want them to pursue uh, such a thing, but. Um, I know there's exceptions to that rule because Floyd Mayweather's son became Floyd Mayweather Jr. And then he's the uh, most famous one. But, uh, <laughs> but typically, um, you, you need a rough background or it helps to, to, to be tough, I guess. To, because if you're too comfortable, then your options for getting hit professionally is, is not appealing to you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a theory. Yeah. Hmm. What about on the female side? Do you think that, cause these two are guys obviously, but, um, I didn't really study up mm-hmm. on Valentina's background or. I haven't either. Um, I don't know why, but I started, uh, I agree with what you're saying. And I thought about um, you have to. I thought about what's uh, what's his name, Eli Manning and Peyton Manning. So they're both famous football players, and they're they're amazing uh, quarterbacks, and they get hit quite often. <clears throat> so I feel like you can make the same argument for football players. Like you have to have a certain amount of grit and you have to, you know, a lot of times they grow up in very humble conditions and they, you know, they have this, this passion for the sport and they endure so much. But like, for instance, these two brothers, they grew up in a very, um, what you would call like a traditional family, but their dad was a famous or he was a pretty good football player. And correct. So, so they also <laughs> succeeded and they've done very well. I think Peyton Manning is arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play in the NFL. So you can have different upbringings and correct. still be successful. But the likelihood of someone choosing to do this and be hit for a living, yeah, you're right. I mean, more than likely you're going to come from humble, I guess, well, beginnings? Well, it, it depends, because if they're from the wrestling side, then likely they didn't, mm-hmm. you know, they're more of a traditional high school sports, mm-hmm. that type of, that type of upbringing, if they're, they're from the wrestling, like a Chael Sonnen type, um, or a Ben Askren, they're, they're more from traditional high school sports, mm-hmm. and then they, they're really good at that, yeah, you know, Dan Cormier, same thing, and then they eventually merge into MMA. But those people that start out in mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, boxing arena, that's that it's slightly different. Um, but there's also the rags to riches story, which um, and it's it's a good narrative. So mm-hmm. the uh, Brian Ortega and uh, Max Holloway, they they both come from that type of environment and have that type of narrative. So. Mm-hmm. That's a good story. Yeah. But uh, Max could have been a superstar, but um, his, his health things, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. 
Uh, whoever wins tonight, it's going to be super stardom for them. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, any predictions on these two fights? I think Valentina is going to win. Um, I don't know. She just has this... Um, What's the word? You can talk right now. I'm trying to think of the word. Well, the UFC put up the because they offered a free some uh, free previous fights before um, the 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 pay per view. So they had replayed Valentina versus Priscilla Cachoeira, that brutal fight where Valentina punched <laughs> uh, Priscilla hit Priscilla like two hundred times. That was a really, really brutal fight. Oh, I remember that. They so, should have stopped that way sooner. So um, that's that's the type of brutality that Valentina can inflict on someone. Yeah, that's the thing. She she has no. Um, th- there's just. This, um, I'm trying to think of the right word to explain how she fights. Like, there's nothing that holds her back. I feel like she doesn't care about, you know, whether or not this other person is really hurt or, like, she just goes for it and she's, nothing's going to hold this girl back. And she wants to win. That's another thing is that she wants to be a champion. And she wants, she, I feel like she still, she has, she wants to prove to the world that she is a champion. And she's felt like she is a champion. And like, unfortunately, she just didn't do enough when she fought Amanda Nunez. And she, I thought she did enough to win that fight, but the judges felt otherwise. But in her mind, she's like, I'm a champion. I'm going to get there, and I don't care what it takes or what I have to do to get there. And you can just sense that from her. She's still more hungry. Yeah, and she's just, I feel like she's just focused, and that's all she does is train and fight. And this is all, I'm not saying Joanna doesn't, but Joanna has been a champion already, so she knows what that feeling's like. And I feel like uh, Valentina wants it more because she hasn't had that. Yeah, there's a um, there's a theory that Joanna, because she's uh, you know she she was from Poland and all that stuff, but then now she lives in Florida. Um, if you watch the UFC Embeddeds, um, mm-hmm. those are really good. I recommend because before the pay per views, they have they have two sets of um, promotional type of stuff. One is the UFC Embeddeds, which they have no narrative; they just have show them. Um, as they prepare for the fight. Those are really, really good. And then there's the other one where they have, like, Joe Rogan or whomever, like, hype, it, hype up the fights. I don't <laughs> like watching those. Um, oh, Joe Rogan's not going to be a commentator for this, huh? Well, he, was, he, will, he will. Oh, he will? Because he was announcing the... Uh, the uh, oh, I thought he doesn't do anything outside he, the U.S. Anymore. He does North America. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, yeah, his show, yeah. So, he'll be there. Because he was doing the ceremonial weigh-ins where, where he hypes up the crowd and oh. does the Joe Rogan thing. Um, yeah, so there's a theory that Joanna, because she's in Florida now, she's living comfortably, that she's less hungry. Uh-huh. So her game's less 
less uh, intense as it used to be, so who knows. Um, I, I know Valentina, she got shortchanged a bit because she was supposed to fight that, uh, that, that person that missed weight by a lot. <laughs> the, uh, um, she was Cherokee, I think. She was uh, oh, Native American. Yes, yes. I forgot her name, but I remember and then, her. And then Dana dismissed the... Uh, she got released from the organization. But, uh, anyways, um, I think Valentina's going to win. Um, I hope Max is going to win. Um, Why? The, the, I'm a big Max fan. I like his story. But... Um, since I watched a bunch of promotional stuff with Brian Ortega, uh, he he's a very likable guy, and um, he looks like Jesus. He looks like Jesus. He has a good story. He can, for marketing purposes, I think the UFC wouldn't mind either one winning, because mm -hmm. um, he, you know, they they. They've always tried to break into the the uh, Mexican American fan, you know. <laughs> Why do you keep doing air quotes? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're trying to break into that market, and um, amongst Mexican fight fans, there's always an attitude. I learned this in Chicano studies in college, but there's always an attitude that the fighter is not Mexican enough. So, um, but then they also like Canelo, also, which is really weird. But um, anyways. Because um, Oscar de la Hoya wasn't Mexican enough for them because he fought for the U.S. Mm. in the Olympics. Um, so I, they've always been trying to reach that type of market, but the Yair Rodriguez... Why is he not Mexican enough? Y Yair is Mexican enough because he's from Mexico. But his... Oh, okay. But his... Um, hmm. the, the hype trains kind of died down on him. But uh, Brian Ortega, you know, he's he's a Mexican American, so maybe accidentally they found their their next superstar. So we'll see. I hope Max wins because I I like his style and he's Hawaiian and all that, so he's a cool guy. But um, and he's a family man and and uh, <laughs> I I used to watch I've watched like every every episode of Dog the Bounty Hunter, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have an affinity for the, the Hawaiian people. <laughs> and then your wedding, of course. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, any other final thoughts before we log off? Um, I am going to start listening to David Goggins' new book. He just came out with a book. So, I don't know if you are interested. In... I'm not interested. Why? You don't like David Goggins? Uh, I'm backed up on books right now, so... Oh, okay. I know for the sake of the podcast, we should read a book because then we'll those are the most highly rated episodes. <laughs> but um, oh, um, they, um, speaking of books, the book that we read <clears throat> by Matthew Walker, he is coming out with actually uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick recently interviewed him, and she's going to be putting out the podcast. Actually, it's a YouTube video sometime soon so I'm really interested in that that's uh their uh conversation and she posts if you follow her on Instagram she she does a lot of research herself and uh, she, public, she publishes her own research 
but she was talking about how sleep affects blood glucose and she's been monitoring her blood glucose and noticing differences when she has uh when she doesn't get enough sleep which i'm really interested in learning more about because i know when i'm going to be working with patients with diabetes i can when i well, i was able to observe outpatient diabetes classes <clears throat> and i noticed that some of the patients would ask why is my blood glucose still elevated even after following all of the recommendations that you're giving me and it's important to take into consideration that stress elevates your blood glucose or your blood sugar and so does lack of sleep so okay so anyways um yes so that's gonna be coming out soon if anyone's interested in learning more about sleep um i would highly recommend watching that video and I am going to listen to David Goggins' new book because I think he's very inspirational. Uh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> you have no thoughts on him? I'm surprised. I thought that you would like David Goggins. Yeah, he's a cool guy, but I mean, um, his, his workouts are like, I mean, you, you know who he is. So. Yeah. He, his, his stuff's like, I'm going to do like 40-something pull-ups at once and then it's like, he had an interesting conversation with Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan asked him, you know, when do you rest? He's like, I never rest. And he's like, I work out seven days a week. And then Joe Rogan's like, you know, it's interesting because a lot of people, you know, they talk about the golden years. They talk about retiring. They talk about, I'm going to finally rest one day. And people hope for that. But there is, David Goggins is saying there is no rest. There is no end to this. Because uh, there's always something that happens or comes up in your life, a challenge. Like, those things never end. So you always have to be mentally and physically prepared for the challenges that you're going to face in life. And that hope or that dream that one day you're going to be able to rest and retire, that doesn't exist to him. So I was like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Um, well, one last thing regarding, uh, strength, because we're talking about Goggins. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried just hanging on a bar at the gym, and it's incredibly difficult. Because, <laughs> you, you know in the movies where, where people, um, they're hanging off the side of the building or whatever, and, they, uh-huh. and then they're, like, hanging there for ten minutes or whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's, well, for what that's I... not realistic. <laughs> What what I gathered from his conversation with Joe Rogan was that he doesn't work out because he wants to look a certain way. He looks the way he does. That's kind of a side effect of working out. But that wasn't like his his reason. It's to develop mental toughness because you have to be mentally tough to run, you know, a um, hundred miles. And that's what he, that's what he's trying to do is develop that mental, he call it like mental callus, this mental toughness so that when you are going through these difficult life situations, you have already developed this mental toughness. So you don't, you know, you don't, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't get down on yourself and you just get through it and you um you're able to get through these challenging events in life so i like that okay i i haven't listened to his the new interview yet so um 
I'll look forward to that. And what about you? Anything else? Any updates or anything we should look out for? Um, that's about it. I um, I, I'm back delivering food also. You're what? Um, you know, I do the DoorDash on the side, so. Oh, okay. I've been doing a lot of that. Um, so I, I've been catching up on some podcasts, like that guy that swam across Great Britain, or around Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a, another Joe Rogan interview. Uh, we, but um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting thoughts out there and um, regarding working out, uh, hanging on a bar for a long time is incredibly, <laughs> incredibly hard. So um, I need to continue to uh, build my upper body strength and mentals. mental strength because you need that when you're dating a lot and, <laughs> and uh, yeah it's, it's, it can be tough because dating also another reason why uh, when you do date well it, it's kind of like um, you know the man's supposed to always plan stuff and um, so I got better at planning planning events also, on on uh, Thursday, one quick tip, tidbit, she paid her, her own share, which I, yeah, uh, I changed my mind now. It's just better when the guy, I mean, it's it's just better when the guy pays. I mean, it's like, what, what point are you trying to prove? It's like, I'm buying my own $4 coffee. It's like, I, I, I don't know what you're trying to prove, but it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it just. So you're going to pay for real one? It, I, I think, I prefer to, but uh, obviously if they oppose it, I'm not gonna throw down several roadblocks. But I prefer it when I pay, so I'm just saying that. Economically, I obviously prefer that if that they pay, but um, <laughs> it just it just throws the for myself. Maybe I'm just uh, mentally psycho, but it just throws the date off. Huh. When it's like uh, I pay and then you pay and then it's like because even if we if we were like with friends or whatever it's like oh yeah I'll get this time and then you get next time or whatever so it's no big deal but yeah anyways um, thank you everyone for listening and we will possibly record another before Christmas so okay enjoy have a good one bye everyone yeah thank you.